Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, open your Bibles to Proverbs 4 and Deuteronomy 30. Use two fingers at least. Amen? We'll take off on this and believe God for help. Um, you know, a lot of the things that uh, you deal with, you guys deal with, we deal with as Christians, especially as people that have um, been, in, been in faith circles for a while, is that the realization that much of what's happening in our lives is by our choice. And, you know, whether good or bad. You know, the good things that are happening in your life, you chose to be involved with them. You chose to hear God, <coughs> to obey Him. I think I finally got that bug. <laughs> to obey Him. <clears throat> Told Him not to fly around too quick. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> you chose to obey Him. You chose to do the things that He said to do, to, to walk the way He said to walk. Those were choices you had to make. He doesn't force anybody to do it. And, and you know, that series that Brother Moore did, uh, it's, been, it's been a few years ago now, uh, You Choose series. You know, I am convinced that one of the most dangerous teachings that is the, one of the most popular teachings is that God's in control of everything, yep. right? And, and it's one of the most popular teachings in, in the world, I would imagine. But he's not. Right? He, he doesn't want, he, he doesn't want, he wants us to choose. Choice says I'm not, he, he's not dealing with robots. Choice says he's dealing with somebody who chose to walk in his ways, who chose to listen to what he said, who chose to hear his words and put them in his heart, and who chose to make a choice to choose. Right? Uh, you know, so, it, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, there's places in the Bible where people didn't have a choice. People always had a choice. You know, I was looking at, at Dathan and, and Abiram today uh, when they were basically, Moses said, come. They said, we will not come. And, and basically they all had people and they were in one part. And Moses said, if you don't want to die, you want to leave where they're at. Right? Did you know they could have left where they're at right then? They could have repented. We serve a merciful God and a kind God. But, but because they chose differently, right? Had they not chose differently, people say, well, they couldn't have escaped. Yeah, they could have. God's loving and merciful. They could have chose differently. The ground would have opened up and they wouldn't have been there. Right? The, you know, the curse is still in the earth. Did you know that? It just ain't on us. Right? There's people walking in the curse on a daily basis. Because they're not work, walking in the blessing. There's two places we walk. We walk in the curse or we walk in the blessing. We walk in life or we walk in death. Death's not dying. Death is a form of life, if you will. There's people walking in death daily because they don't have the life of God. And if you don't have life, what you have is death. And, and so it's a, it is important to realize that our choices are what are putting us in the place to receive from God or receive from the world. Whatever you're receiving, it was your choice that got you there. So, well, no, I didn't choose that. If you didn't choose God, you chose it. Right? It's like people saying, I, I didn't, 
I didn't say they could do that. Did you say they couldn't? Right? <laughs> right? That was what my daughter always told me. She said, I said, I didn't say you could do that. And she goes, you didn't say I couldn't. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Proverbs 4 says, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. What's he saying? He's, he's saying, son, this is, I'm asking you to do this. When God asks you to do something, you now have a choice, right? The next thing that's happening is you choosing. Those are, that's, you know, even, even God's commandments, you choose whether you do them or not, right? There's not, he's never going to force you to do anything because he wants you to do it because you love him, Right? And he wants you to do it because you trust him and because you know he's a good God, which is one of the most important things. If you know he's a good God, you don't have a problem trusting him, right? If, if If you have no doubt that he'll never do you wrong, that he'll never fail you, that he'll never, he'll never put you under fire, he, he's a good God. And it doesn't matter what the situation is, he'll get you out of it. Amen. Even if you did it by your own choice, he'll get you out of it because he's a good God. And he says here, pay attention to my words. He says, he says, attend to my words, incline your ears to my saying. I'm asking you to do this. Let them not depart. These are all choices. Let what not depart? Let my words not depart from your eyes. Keep my words in the midst of your heart. What's he saying? I want you to choose to do this. I want you to choose to do these things. Why do I want you to choose to do these things? Now he's going to tell you why. He's going to give you a good reason to make a good choice. Amen? Because because our choice for life or death, blessing or cursing, is what's going to decide not only whether you walk in those, but, but in walking in those, that helps you make your next choices. When you're walking in the blessing and you're walking in the, in the life of God, you make different choices than you would when you're not. So your choice for God changed all your choices that you would have made from there on out. Let me rephrase that. Should change, right, <laughs> until we let our flesh back in. It should change the choices that we make every day after that, right? Because now we have a new ability, Amen? And, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, he says, I, I want you to choose my words. I want you to attend to my words, incline your ear to my words. Don't let my, my words depart from your eyes. Why? Because that's, that's how you're going to make your choices, right? Because he says, for their life, life, make alive, revive, quicken, preserve, restore their life to those that find them. They're the God kind of life, not, not the kind of life that people say, I wonder how long he lived. I don't know. You know, did he live in death or did he live in life? Right? You know, a lot of people say, uh, he lived a long life, did he? Was he saved? Or did he live a long death? Right? Because if you're not walking in the life, there is no other life outside of God. Right? There, there is no other life. You, you, you may live on this earth, but how you live and in what you live will be determined by your choices. Will be, it'll be determined by my choices. And so if we live, if, if we abide in his words and we choose 
to put the Word of God in our heart and make it first place in our lives and make it what gives us direction and what affects every other choice we make. Amen? The choice for Jesus Christ as Lord should affect every other choice you make from there on out. And it will affect it even if you make the wrong choice because you'll know in your heart that you made the wrong choice. Amen? So it did affect you, whereas if you weren't living for God, you wouldn't know and, you you know, it'd just be a matter of right and wrong to you and wrong's not really that big a deal. Why? Because you don't have any life in you, right? You're not operating in life. And so, so wrong, wrong to the person who doesn't know God isn't really all that big a deal. Wrong to the person who does know God, the Holy Spirit will, will, will tell you, stop, don't, stop, don't. And you'll, you will be at war with yourself to choose wrong. But you will always have the ability of God inside you to choose right. That's what that choice gives us. When we choose Jesus Christ as Lord, we now have the ability inside us to make right choices all day long, every day. That's why he said at one point, he said, if you're going to follow me, you must take up your cross how many, how, how often? Daily. Daily. If you're going to follow me, pick up your cross daily. Why? Because daily's when you're going to choose. Every day you're going to have to choose. And if, you, if, you carry, if you're picking up the cross, if you're walking with Christ, is what he's saying. He's, you know, you could drag a cross around if you want. But what he's saying is if you're following me, then you're listening to what I say. You're watching what I do. You're, you're doing the things I do. Amen? You're saying the things I say. You've got my word, and it's in your heart, and it's in your, it's in your, it's in your mind, and it's in your mouth. Amen? It says, it's life to those who find it, to those who find it. How are you going to find it? You're going to choose it, right? You're going to choose it, and then you're going to attain it. And that's what he's saying. He's life to those who find it, who attain it, keep it, hold fast to it. It's life to people who won't let go of it. It it becomes their life choice. Amen? You know, you hear about life choices these days. It's not really probably a great word. But <laughs> right, but life choices within Christ are good because they're quality decisions to do what he says to do, to react the way he would react, to walk the way he walks. Amen? You, you have the ability, when we have Christ in our life, uh, to walk in love at all times, which means we have the ability to never fail, right? But if we do fail, then we're, we probably weren't walking in the life of God at that point. Amen? Good news is all you got to do is step back in. It's life to those who find it, and it's health, a remedy, a cure, soundness, healing to all their flesh. So the words of God that you choose, not just the words of God, the words of God that you choose to put in your heart, to keep before your eyes, those are the words that are life to you and health to you. Those are the words that will change your life. Not just the word of God. You know, if that were true, you'd have people eating the Bible all day long. All right, they just rip a page out of it and throw it in their mouth and eat it. Well, it's the Word of God. It's, it's life and health. i got to put it in. No, it's the, it's, it's the Word that you found. It's the Word that you attained and hold fast to. It's the Word that you chose to let direct your life. Amen? You know, and that, and that, that brings up a really good thought because if you're not well today, then it's okay. You, you are. 
Choose to be well because the Word says you can. Choose to be whole. Choose to be healed. Why? Because God said you can be. He says, my Word, choose my Word, and you're choosing health. Choose His Word over what's going on in your life right now. If you got situations in relationships, situations with kids, switch situations at work, choose the Word of God. Choose to overcome. Choose to not be a part of strife. Choose to be a part of peace. Choose something different. Amen? Getting, that word, getting tired of the word choose? Don't. Don't get tired of choose or life. You're going to hear it a lot tonight. Amen? Amen. It's health to all their flesh. In John 10.10, he said, he said, I come, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. In other words, the thief comes to give death. Right? He comes to give death. John 10.10. 10. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Well, you guys are quick and sharp. I am come that you might have life. Why, why does he say might have? Because it's available, but what do you got to do to get it? You got to choose. You got to choose. Because one of these things is happening to you. If you're, you, you find yourself in the middle of stealing, killing, killing and destroying, choose life. Say, wait a second. Jesus came that I'd have life. This doesn't match what he came for. I choose Jesus. I choose life. I choose something greater than what's going on in my life. Amen? We're in my not life, not unlife. Let's use unlife since people don't t- tend to like the word death, right? We're going to use unlife. All right? The thief comes to give you unlife. Right? Jesus came that you might have life. And it's a God kind of life. It's a quickening life. It's a, it's a restoring life. It, it is a life that doesn't even have description other than life in the concordance. You have to go through three different places to even pull up some more words for it because it is the only life there is. Anything else offered is not life but unlife or death, right? You say death to me a few times. People go, ooh, ooh. Ooh, I don't like that. Unlife, right? We'll, we'll just go with unlife. Because if you're not living for Christ, you're unliving. You're not, you're not living. You're not quickened. You're not, there's not good, nothing good is happening to you. Even if it seems good, it's dragging you the wrong direction. Amen? It, it, it is not good. And so, so to, to follow that is, is going to take us off course. But to follow Jesus, John 10, 10, it's going to be life and life more abundantly. He not only wants you to have the God kind of life, he wants you to have it in such a way that it spills over. Why? Because spillover spills onto other people. Amen? Abundant life in Christ is not you having more. It's you having so much that other people get it. Amen? Because he overfills you. You're so bright that when you shine, everybody sees it. Amen? That's, that's when, God, when God turns up the power on your light, He turns it up to where people can't miss you. Amen? And when we choose to do things His way, that's the kind of life we walk in, and that's the kind of light we walk in. Amen? He says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, flow, for out of it are the issues of life. Issues means the source and the boundaries. In other words, the choices that we make are flowing out of our heart. 
the issues of life, the choices that we make, uh, that, that to put the word in our heart are, are going to affect the choices that we make. Uh, in other words, somebody says, hey, how about we do this? And all of a sudden in your heart you say, no, that's not right. A boundary just came up. There was a boundary. It was a godly boundary, and it said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And, 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 and your source was the life of God because it's life to those who find it. And so the life of God in you immediately said, no, stop there. I love you guys. Hadn't seen them in a while. I like that. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have people say, well, you know, they're just trying to close me in. No, they're trying to keep you back from making bad choices. Those boundaries that God puts in place will, will put, put you in a place to where you choose not to do things and you choose to do other things. And when you choose the things that those, the places that those boundaries are set at, then you don't go places you shouldn't be where death is. Amen? You don't want to go where unlife is. You always want to be where life takes you, right? You know, people say, I'm just going where life takes me. If you really are, you're going the right direction at all times. Amen? Because if you're going where life takes you, it's God. God, it says later, uh, what's in, I forget where it's at, Colossians maybe, it says Christ is your life. Amen? Christ is your life. So if, if you're going where life takes you, you're following Christ and you're going the right direction. And you're choosing the right things. And that, that is all important. Amen? Look at Deuteronomy 30. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You know, people say, see, God created death. He didn't say he created it. He said he said it before you, right? Death was created at the fall, and it wasn't created. It, was, came, to pass. it came to pass, if you will. Amen? Death's an enemy. It's not God. He doesn't use it. It's an enemy. He's never going to use it. He's never going to use anything within it. So everything, if it's stealing, killing, stealing, stealing, killing, or destroying, it's death, and God had nothing to do with it. Amen. Amen? How it got in? People's choices. You know why Dathan and Abiram's kids and wives and family all died today, that, that day? Because of their choices. Amen? Why is it so important for us to make good choices? We not only secure ourselves, we secure those around us. Right? Even if you look into these verses right here, it says that I've set before you life, death, blessing, cursing. Oh, I just lost my place. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, he gives you the answer. I love open book tests. <laughs> All right? Those are the ones I, I could pass usually if I could find my book. All right? Therefore, choose life, and then he tells you why to choose life, that both you and your seed may live. And that word live is also the word, it's the root word for life. Amen? So he wants you to choose life so you can have life. 
God wants us to have life, and He wants us to have it abundantly. But, but He wants us to know that it's our choice what kind of life, if you will, or unlife that we have. Right? And so, so He's saying, I want you to choose this that you and your seed may live, may be quickened, may be... Uh, that word is... Uh, let, me see, let me give you some of the things that that word means. The root of the word means to, to be revived, restored, made whole, preserved. Glory to God. That you and your, you and your seed may live, be revived, restored, preserved, made whole. So not only can you have health and life, but so can your kids. So can their kids. Amen? And, and, he's, and, and he's talking about seed, and, 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 and he wants our seed to enjoy our choices. But so he tells us how to choose so that our seed will enjoy our choices. And what's he saying? He's saying, I want what I did, what I told Abraham to come to pass for you guys. What's he saying? I want the life that I told Abraham you could have to come to pass in your, in your lifetime. Amen? He said, and and then, then he goes on and he tells them why he wants them to have that life. He said, because with that life, you can love the Lord your God. Right? The next verse. Verse 20. It's, if you go back and you look at it, he's still talking about the same life. I want you to choose life that you and your seed may live, that you may... Love the Lord your God. Choosing life, choosing blessing allow, is, enables you to love. Why? Because you allow the love of God in your life. You can't love without that love. You can't love without His love. And in His life is His love. Amen? So when you choose the blessing in the life, you choose His love. So now because you chose love and life and blessing, you chose the ability to love God and to hear His voice. Right? People that aren't living the, the life that God gives don't hear his voice, right? You ever hear even, even some Christians say, I just can't hear from God, I, you know, or else they'll make fun of people who said they talk to God, right? Like if you say, man, God just told me this, and they say, what? God, don't talk like that. Right there you are. <laughs> Maybe they need to choose some life and blessing. I don't know. Yeah, not, not my place to judge. My place is to choose life and blessing so that I can hear from God. So, right? And so that I can love God. And, and when you love God and you hear from God, then, then you, you, you hang on to Him. You cleave unto God. And th- this is what choosing life and blessing does. You know, a lot of people say, I'm just going to hold on. If you'll choose life, you'll, you won't have a trouble holding on. You choose blessing, you won't have a problem holding on. What, what did he say about his word? He said, it's, he said, he said, keep it. And what that word kept meant to hold fast to, to cling to. Amen. And that's what he's telling, that choosing right gives you the ability to do these things. Amen. Everybody still here? All right. Don't get unlife, unlively with me. Huh? And then he, then he says, so that you may dwell What's he saying? So that you, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, can enjoy the life that I promised them. And that's what, then that, that's what he's saying. If you'll choose the blessing, choose life, then your seed will enjoy the life that, they, that God promised you. Amen? And the same life that you're living, not only will you live, they'll live it plus. Glory to God, and everybody wants that for their kids. Amen? 
And, and so for us to, to choose the right direction, to choose the right path, to, to look for life and follow it is one of the most important things we can do. And I know people say, well, you know, we just do that. No, we don't just do that. By nature, we, we tend to go our own direction thinking our own thoughts. We tend to be like Peter. I fished all night, right? But we want to be like Peter and say, but that's your word, right? And, and we want to be, because there's always going to be two choices. If there wasn't two choices, we wouldn't have to make a choice, right? <laughs> you know, look at in, in Matthew 7, he, he, Jesus talking, he says, he says, enter at the straight gate. What's he saying? There's going to be two gates, and I need you to choose the right one, right? He says, I'm going to tell you the answer to the test again. Enter at the straight gate, and you know why? Because this other gate, it's huge, and then everybody's going that way. Ever, ever seen something like that? Everybody's doing it, right? Why? It's easy. I mean, if you want to you hear some easy, man, just watch the TV and the news and everything going on in the world. They're looking for the easy way. But what they don't realize is it's the hard way. The things that you put yourself through and the direction it's going, and that's what he's saying. He says, I'm going to tell you everything about that direction. He said that it's a wide gate, it's broad, but that way leads to destruction. And you know what the word for destruction is? Perish, death, amen? He said that, that, that way, you know, what we were talking about Sunday, um, the, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, seems right to a man, but the end thereof leads to death. And, and that's a proverb, but that's what he's saying. He's saying there's, there's a way you can go. This is a way. But he said, I don't want you to go a way. He said, many are going to go in this way and it's going to lead them to death. But he said, the next verse, he said, because the straight gate, because because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And people don't like the wording of that, and it's because they're not thinking right. They're, They're not thinking that God's a good God, right? Because if you're in a narrow way, you don't have a lot of room to get off track. Right? If you're in a narrow path, you, you're way less likely to swerve and to fall and to, and to be all over the place and be confused. There's no confusion on his path. On the broad path, there's confusion, there's division, there's destruction, there's, there's killing, stealing, and destroying on the broad path. On the narrow path, there, there is a way to walk, a way, let me rephrase that, the way to walk. And when we walk the way he says, we don't have a bunch of other things to look at. We don't have, why? Because our focus is on him. Why? Because we've made a choice to walk on the narrow path. You know, and people, you know, we're, we're by nature the people that say, well, they just want, they're just trying to ruin my fun. Anybody say that as a kid? Those parents. They just don't want me to do this because they don't want me to do it. Right? And that's not, at all why God's saying he's saying do this because you're going to be happy at the end of this right sure there's not going to be a bunch of bells or whistles over here but it's going to lead to life it's going to lead to everything you ever dreamed of everything you could ever ask for it's going to lead you to to me 
right? It's going to lead you to the life that, that I wanted you to have all along. And if you'll stay on this narrow path, and, and the thing about that is if you begin on the narrow path, there's really no other place to go. It's, it's at the gateway where your choice is made because you're looking both ways. Broad path, man, look at those guys. Man, they're having fun. Partying, doing what they want. Got their life going just the way they think it should. Got all the stuff, everything. And then you're like, the devil's going to make that look good, right, to your flesh. But that's why God told you to make choices for him to start with because if we've made the right choices to start with and we've put the word of God in our heart and, and we've attended to it and we've kept it and, we, and we've been diligent to guard it, then when that time comes, we're like, ooh, they are going the wrong direction. Lord, help me to help them as I walk down your path. Help me to be a witness to them as I stay where you're going and heading towards life because you now see their choice and, and, and your choice to follow him and his word has enabled you not to make a bad choice. See what I'm saying? If we'll take our time and make the choices for God right now, make the choice to be in the word, make the choice to take the time to hear from him, to take the time to pray, to take the time to seek him and, and listen to him and know you can hear from him, then you're walking towards life. And you're and you're giving you're getting wisdom, and your, your your choices will become wise. Your choices will become easy to make because you'll look at the other choice and you'll say, "No way, no way, am I going here?" And and that's that's what God's trying to get in when He says when He says choose this, He's giving you the ability to choose. He's He's saying if you'll choose this, your other choices will be easy. If you don't choose this, every choice you make after that will be difficult. Because if you don't choose life and blessing, you've chose death and cursing. And every choice you make after that will be difficult because it will be full of options and confusion and, and wrong ways and, the, and ways that seem good and they'll make it sound good and you'll have people that, that give you fine-sounding arguments that get you in the wrong place. Why? Because you chose wrong back here. Now you can't see wrong over here. Amen? it's not by chance that he told us how important his word was and how important it was to put that word in it because it directs every part of our life. And if you look at the, at the four people that planted seed, the one person that bore fruit, the one heart that bore fruit was the seed that was planted in the good soil and out of a good and honest heart, he kept the word, right? What, what God say in, in Proverbs 4? Keep my word with all diligence, right? Keep it, hold fast to it. And that's the same word. It's a keep it, hold fast to it. Why? Because it's, 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 it, out of it flows the issues of life. Uh, it's life to those who find it, health to all flesh. And that's what he's saying. He said, I want you to keep it. The one that bears fruit. Remember, the, the, the plant that bears fruit is eternal because it keeps bearing seed. The plant that bears fruit keeps bearing seed for itself. It will always be there. Why? Because there will always be more seed. Amen? And that's what the life of God is. The life of God is, is eternal. It's something that's always going to keep bearing fruit. The, life, the, the, the unlife will, will bear evil fruit, and it will reciprocate evil. Right? What, what's it say in the Word? It says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good fruit. The evil man 
out of the evil tree. Both of them bring forth fruit. You know, a lot of people say, people that think they're not, they're not going to live forever, they're right. They're going to they're die forever. Right? If you don't live forever, you're going to die forever. Does anybody want to die forever? See, we're walking in everlasting life right now. When you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you stepped into everlasting Zoe life. Amen? The, the very life that will quicken your mortal body and heal you. It, the very life that raised Jesus from the dead. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken us. Right? Quicken. Make alive. Glory to God. And that same spirit is in us. And why? Because we now have the eternal life. We have the life of God everlasting. Amen. Amen? But for people who don't believe, they, don't, they have no life. And, and what they're actually walking towards is everlasting death. And, and that's a horrible thought. And we as Christians should be unwilling for that to happen. To any person. Why? Because Jesus died for every person headed to everlasting death. He bought and purchased everlasting life for them. And just like you and me, it's but one choice away. One choice away. And why is it so important for us to make the right choice to start with? Because now we're an example to those who've made wrong choices. And they're going to come to you and say, we... We don't know where we did it wrong, but what do we need? And he said, well, let's step back to your first choice, right? For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that if you would believe in him, you would have the everlasting life of God, the life that, that, that is prosperous, the life that is, that is full of joy and peace, the life that will take you places that, that don't look safe, but keep you safe within them. Amen? See, that's the, thing. that's the thing about the life of God. It'll take you right through the fire, but you'll never be burned. Amen? It, 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 is, it is a life that, it's a life that's worth, worth living, if you will. Amen? And, and, and it's what we want to follow. We don't want to follow these other things because even where if we've, if we've received Jesus Christ as Lord, we still have to make the choices that it takes to remain in that life because you could walk in death all the days that you're here on the earth and not receive the, the things that God purchased for you in everlasting life. Everlasting life doesn't start in heaven. It starts right now. Amen? It, it's been going on for a long time. And it's going to keep going on. We're getting out there now. We better reel it back in a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us, though. Amen? He's helping us. And, you know, in that same verse where he talks about the good man out of the good treasure of his heart bears good fruit. Before that, he says, out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. That's why he says in Proverbs, with your heart, keep my word. Why does he want you to keep it with your heart? Because that's where, it's gonna, that's where your choices are going to flow from. Your, your, your decisions, what you say, is going to be based on what you've put in you. And, you know, I had somebody years ago uh, tell me, they said, well, the only reason you believe the way you believe is because you were raised that way. 
And I thought, when he said it, I thought, well, that's kind of right. But the only reason I believe what I believe is because I chose to believe it one day. Nobody believes what they believe because they were raised that way. Someday they will have to choose to believe it for themselves. If you haven't chosen that yet, no matter what age you are, whether you're 80 or whether you're 8, you need to choose for yourself to walk in the goodness of God, to believe that He's good, to believe because it's not just going to fall on you because of the family you live in. You know, and, and I think a lot of my family, including me at points in our life, thought that because, you know, mom was, man, she's solid. She's pillar of, man, faith, strong. We can do whatever we want. We got mom. <laughs> Serious, we thought it. We were wrong. But I thank God that she just kept living it. We talked about this Sunday. And it gave me a day where I said, this is right. And I chose and I said, Everything I've heard from the time I was a kid till this day is right. God's a good God. And you know what I found after doing all that and, te- and then we began to teach Bible studies and we began to teach them to people who, who believe that God's in control of everything. Whatever happens, happens. What, what we found is that they were really pr- receptive to the goodness of God. They were really receptive to walking by faith. They were really receptive to the truth. Why? Because it, it makes you free. Right? And religion won't make you free. In fact, is it keeps you in fear because you really don't know what's going to happen to you because que sera, sera. Right? And, and, and that's the, the, the thing that the goodness of God brings back is that you chose to believe that he's good. Remember what it, remember what it said in Hebrews 6. It says, it says, to come to God, you must believe that He is, right? And so this this is this is how you come to God, right? There's no other way to Him. This is the way. Look up Hebrews eleven six, so I don't misquote anything, huh? But without faith, so how do you come to God? Faith, right? You got to believe in grace because you know what? Grace is too good to believe to believe. So you've got to have faith to believe it because it's good. I mean, it's, it is, it's, be, it's above and beyond anything. If we thought we had a grasp on it, we didn't even start to grasp grace. It's good. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God, so someone that's actually going to come to God, right, the first thing he's got to do, he's got to believe that there is a God. He's, he, he exists and that he is. But, the, but then he goes on and says, then the second thing you've got to believe is that I'm a rewarder of who? People who choose. People who make a choice on a daily basis to diligently seek me. That is not something you do because you were commanded to. It's something you choose to do because you know it's good. And that's what he's saying. I I want you to know that I am, but I want you to know more than that. I'm a good God. I'm a good God. And if you'll choose to follow me, if you'll choose to trust me, if you'll choose to believe my word and to diligently seek who I am, you will receive of my greatest life. The just shall live. Same word. Zoe instead of Zoe. It's the root word of Zoe. Amen? The just shall live by faith. 
How will they gain the life of God? By faith. How will they walk the life of God? By faith. Because you have to believe that what you're walking is Him. You have to trust because He's not going to tell you. That's the thing about the narrow path. It leads to life, but there's not a bunch of signs on the way there. Why? You don't need a sign if you're going one place. Right? If you're going one direction and you're headed towards one thing, life, you don't need a bunch of signs telling you where you're going. The broad road, man, it's got a point over here, party over here, uh, false peace over here, riches over here. Uh, we'll put your name on a stadium over here. You know, whatever you want, if you'll, you'll find it on the broad road. Every evil desire of your heart is on the broad road. Amen? But, but if you'll stay off the broad road, get on the narrow road, none of that's there. Why? You're on the narrow road. you got your focus right here. You're going one place. What? You've chosen life. You've already made the choice. You didn't get on that road by accident. It was the narrow road. There were two gates, and you entered by one. The only way now to get off that is to back up. Right? And what did he say after he said, The just shall live by faith. My soul will have no pleasure. Right? In those that back up, if you will. Why? Because faith won't back up. Faith goes forward. If you believe what he's saying, if you, if you, if you cleave to what he's saying, you've got his word and you're settled it and it's settled in your heart and it's guiding you. You're bearing fruit as you go and every, there's, there's good things happening all around you. And sure, there may be a pitfall here or something here, but you walk right through it. Why? Because you trusted God before you walked. You didn't wait till you got to the fire say, oh, no, God, what do I do? You said, that's your path, God? I choose that. And you choose that path and you walk in it. Amen? It's a good thing. Glory to God. Look at John 6. Whew. I like it. John 6, 63. Thank you, Lord. You know, there, there's, there's a place where, where God said that he... Well, I'll, I'll, you go to 663, I'll read John 15, 16. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And then people say, well, see, I don't have to choose. God chose me. You have to choose to be chosen. Right? He's chosen everybody. He, who didn't Jesus die for? See, if you believe anything else, then, then you truly do believe in predestination and there's people that shouldn't even waste their time sitting in church because they ain't going to make it anyway. That's not true. Over and over again, God talks about giving for all men so that all men could be saved. How many men did he say in 1 Timothy 2 that he wanted saved? All. And if he said all, that's how many he actually saved. Now they have to choose the choosing. Right? And then after you choose to be chosen, you have to walk in your chosenness. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you got to walk in your chosenness then. Why? Because you're chosen. There's a way to walk now. What? It's the narrow path. It's the good way. It's the way of love. When he says walk in love, he's not saying try it. He's saying you can now. That is, that is an enablement from God when he says walk in love. He's saying, by faith, you can now do this because you've chosen my way. 
You've chosen to be chosen, so walk in your chosenness and love people. Amen? If we walk in our chosenness, then we make right decisions. We choose the right way, the, the right path. The, we, we choose right on a constant basis. Our choices are not now enabled by the very love of God, so we don't see a situation the way we saw it before. Right. Amen? Amen? There's so many times that in our humanness we'll look at a situation and we'll judge it. Right? <laughs> But in, in our love, in the love of God, we'll look at a situation and God will give you an answer on what you could do to help. There's a big difference between judging and helping. Judging rarely helped anybody. Actually, judging never helped anybody. Right? But love always helped to somebody. Amen? And he said, I, I've, I, you haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you. And, and I've ordained you that you should bring forth fruit. What's he saying? I've chosen you to be chosen to bring forth fruit. But you still have to choose to be chosen or you'll never bring forth fruit. Amen? You have to call yourself one of his. You have to believe just what he said right now. That God chose me. I choose to believe that. What did you just do? You chose to be chosen. Amen? Choosing to be chosen is a good thing because you can't walk in your chosenness until you do. There you go. Try that on. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. And not only should you bear fruit, but you should bear fruit that remains. What's he saying? I want you to bear the kind of fruit that brings life. I want you to bear fruit that remains. I want you to bear fruit that people can that, that not only helps you, but helps the people around you. I want you to be a fruit bearer. On a constant basis, he said, and if you do that, whatsoever you ask, my father, ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Why? Because you bear good fruit. What's he saying? You're making good choices. So when you're making right choices, when you're listening to the Word of God and you're built up in the Word and you're keeping it and you're clinging tight to it, then God knows you're going to make right choices and you're going to bear good fruit. And so he, when you ask, you're asking things that he can do. Why? Because you're only asking out of your love for him. And your love for him is giving you love for everyone. And your love for everyone is directing you now. And as love directs you, you make right choices all the time. Love's never made a wrong choice. Amen? It's never made a wrong choice. He said, these things I command you. What's he say right after that? He says, he says you ask whatever you want in my name, and the Father will give it to you. And now he says, these things I command you, that you love one another. He immediately goes from whatever you ask, he'll give you, by the way, love one another. What's he saying? You've, you've now got an ability because you're chosen to do more than you ever thought you could do. Right? Because there's days where you don't even think you can love the people in your house, let alone love people outside of it. <laughs> Nobody else has those days? Okay, I'll just use me as an example then. Every now and then, once in a blue moon... We had one of those this year, right? And we won't have another one for, what, several hundred years. So you can say, I only did this once every hundred and some years. But once in a blue moon, I wake up, and I ain't feeling the love. Right? In other words, I'm feeling the selfish. If you're not feeling the love, you're feeling the selfish. Right? But there's only two roads. Right? There's the, road, there's the love road, and there's the selfish road. And if I get out of bed... 
and I start on the selfish road, I'm going I'm to have trouble that day. Why? Because I can't do one thing that God asked me to do, and I won't make one choice that's good. The best choice I could make at that point is to shut up, right, back up, and say, God, I'm sorry I woke up this way. I choose love. He said, good, because you already had it in you. Go ahead and walk in that. Amen? You're not choosing something you don't have because you're chosen. He put it in you, right? It, and, and it quickens you. And it, look at, what did I say go? John 6, John 6, 63. It says it's the spirit that quickens, gives life, makes alive. The spirit quickens. It makes you alive. It makes you alive and gives life. What kind of life? Same kind of life that God gives, Zoe. Amen? And it's the spirit that does that. What spirit? The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in you. That spirit in you quickens you to choose just like that. Quickens you to do things. Quickens you, enables you to go and do things that you would not do without the spirit. But because you have the spirit, now what what do you talk about in Deuteronomy? You can hear and obey his voice, right? Because you're in tune with him. Why? Because you're full of his word. Where do you think his word comes from? His voice. Right? So you're in tune with his voice. And you hear, and it says in the word, the sheep will know his voice. So you know his voice. And another you won't follow. So you hear his voice. And you do what he says. And you choose to do what he says. Thank you, Lord. It's the spirit that quickens, gives life. Flesh profits nothing. What's he saying? Death, unlife, profits nothing. It won't quicken you. Right? The words, what? The words, the same words that he wants you to hold fast to that are life to those who find him and health to all their flesh. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When we put his word in our heart, when we put his word in, 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 our, in our mind, when we put it in, in our eyes, in our ears, and we walk it, when, when we make it and when we diligently seek his word and his way, then, then, then our choices become what, what he would choose. Our choices become easy. We, we know we, we made the choice to, to, to choose life and now every other choice after that just falls into place because you chose the, the one good thing. Right? Remember what he said about Mary. He told Margaret, he said, Margaret, Margaret, you're careful about a lot of stuff. Mary has chosen the one good thing. What's he saying? You made a bad choice because you were walking in the flesh. It wasn't that she didn't love Jesus. She was walking in the flesh. We've all done that. I see my wife vacuum like a maniac because she, this house just isn't clean. This house just isn't clean. I can't clean. I'm tired of clean. Right? She, she's not choosing the one good thing. <laughs> I'm sitting in my chair thinking, man, I hope she don't hit me with that thing. Right? But, but she's concerned how somebody's going to think about her house. And I'm like, honey, your house is so clean they couldn't tell if it was dirty. They have to look at me to find dirt. <laughs> Mary chose the one good thing. What was that? What did she do? She chose. She, she had a choice to make. She knew she could have been helping her sister all along. She said, help do this or sit at the feet of Jesus. What, what was she hearing at the feet of Jesus? The Word of God. You can't go wrong hearing the Word of God. You can't go wrong 
putting more in you, putting, putting the word in you. The only way you can go wrong is if you're not really putting it in you, you're just hearing it and hearing it, but you're never doing anything with it because that's not choosing anything. But if you're, if you're, allowing, if you're seeking diligently and attending to his word, then, then you're, you're, you're gaining faith in who he is because his word talks about him over and over. It talks about his goodness. It talks about how he heals, how he saves, how he brings peace to those who don't have any, how he brings joy to the sad people, how, how he has saved this world. His word talks about how good he is and how much he loves you and me. And if we put that in our heart and we, and we react accordingly, then our choices and our reactions will always be born out of that love he has for us and that love he's given us. And out of that love, we'll make a choice and it'll change the world. It'll change the situation. It'll change the temperature in the room. It'll change. It's, it's a, it is a life changer. It changes lives. The word of God gives life and it changes your unlife into life right you're born again and when you're born again what what happens all things are become new what you got a whole new life you got the very life of god now operating in you and in that operation he now is able through through his word that's in you and through the choices you're making he's now able to use you in areas he couldn't have used you before you chose to be chosen. Amen? Look at Second Peter 1. Maybe we'll close with this. I'll read Romans 8.11 while we're doing that. It says, But if this same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, what Spirit? The Spirit of life. The Spirit of life. That's what, the, what, did, the, what did the Spirit do when it reached down into, into hell where Jesus was? It, brought, it raised him from death unto life. And if that same spirit dwells in you, it'll quicken your mortal body. If you don't feel good tonight, that same spirit choose to feel good. Right? What are you choosing? His word? You're not choosing. You know, people say, I'm just saying that. No, you're not just saying that. You're, you're choosing what he said about you. He said, I'll quicken your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Jesus from death unto life will quicken your mortal body, right? And if it will quicken you, what's that word quicken mean? Make alive, give life to. That's what it means. And, and if, if you'll, that's what I'm saying. If we will stop choosing to believe other things, entertaining other options, it, it, we're not trying to get healed. We are healed. It says, in him we live, and we live, we live, have life, and move and have our being, have who we are. We, we are healed. We, we're not getting healed. We are saved. We're not going to be saved. We are his. We're not, we're not want to be children. We are children. And we have all the abilities of our Father in us, the ability to love, the ability to, to believe, the ability to be kind and patient, the ability to walk and, and discern and, and use wisdom, and, and the ability to help others at all times. Anybody who would listen to him, he helped. Amen? Glory to God. First Peter 1, verse 3. 
It says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to what? Life. There's not one thing, not one person in here can say, I don't have everything I need to walk in this. It says right here, he's according to him, he's given you all things that pertain to life and God-likeness. You know what you could say if that, if that had a big G on it? You could call to life and loveliness. Love-likeness. So you have the ability through Christ to, 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 the, to have all things that pertain. So everywhere you walk, the life of God is flowing through you and in you and out of you. And in that life, if you're walking in love, if you're walking in peace, if you're walking in joy, if you're walking according, worthy according to the calling that's on your life, if you're walking His way, then you now walk in the ability to never fail. You will have success in everything you do because you're choosing His way every time, doing what He says, and you have, you have everything you need. You're abundantly supplied in life and godliness to do those things that you've been chosen to do and you chose to be a part of. Amen? And so by walking in our chosenness, how many want to walk in your chosenness? We were chosen. The Word says we were chosen before the, the foundations of the world. We were chosen. In other words, the, what Jesus did on the cross reached back further than time and reached, fur, back, reached forwards further than time. So, so grace, sin can't get past grace and it can't back up far, further than it goes. You can't say, you don't know what I did because grace outreached it. What you did, grace went like this and it just reached right over it. And as long as you choose to walk in the grace given by faith, then you have, you have the ability to, through that grace, love people on a level that, that you didn't even believe you could and maybe never would have had the desire to unless you'd have yielded to the spirit of life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand up. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's helping me. I don't know how you guys are doing, but I feel good. I feel alive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's good to us. His desire is just what Jesus said. He came that you might have life and life more abundantly. Not, Not just life, but an abundant life, a life that overflows with the goodness of God, the life that overflows with, with the love and the peace and the joy, the righteousness that we could never have, but He gave to us for free. A life that all these things are within. Everything He is is wrapped up in the very life of God. Glory to God. You guys got a song?